Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Friday, September 29th, 2023. And our top story today, what you need to know about long-term care insurance. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Phil Snyder is a senior vice president with the Warner Companies. And for full disclosure, he's also my father. Dad, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program again this morning. Hi, good morning, Jeff. My pleasure to join you. Always nice to tap into, what is it, like, you're going on close to 60 years in the life insurance business, aren't you? Well, it's probably, let me think, 1969. So what is that, more, 54, 55 years? Yeah, well, there's a lot of... There's, still going strong. <laughs> yeah, still going strong. I, I love that. Uh, Dad, we're going to talk relevant. about... What's that? Trying to remain relevant. Aren't we all? I think we're right. all... I'm, I'm 51, and I'm trying to remain re- relevant. <laughs> All right, Dad, uh, we're going to talk about long-term care insurance. And before we get into the nuts and bolts, let's, let's define what LTC or long-term care is. Why don't, you, why don't you take it from there? Okay. Well, long-term care uh, is essentially custodial care. Um, for those people who uh, need assistance with the activities of daily living, which are defined in the Internal Revenue Code, but they're essentially the things that we all do or need to do each day, Uh, dress, eat, uh, toilet, continence, and there are are several others that are enumerated, but essentially those types of tasks where people need assistance. Um, Those types of tasks essentially don't require medical care necessarily. They require standby assistance. And so um, the long-term care uh, benefits uh, prescribed under the law essentially cover those kinds of situations where people need help. That can be brought on either by some sort of medical condition or it could be brought on uh, by cognitive impairment. Um, so that's a real quick thumbnail of what long-term care is. And, and, and you don't have to be, a lot of people out there may be thinking this is something that in quote unquote, mature, older person would need, but you could be a younger person and need long-term care as well. Oh, for sure. Um, But the likelihood, uh, and certainly statistically, this is borne out, is that most long-term care is delivered for people in their retirement years. That doesn't mean that it can't occur to someone via an accident, via an unexpected condition. I recall a situation where I have a client, friend and client, who had a, uh, a lifetime disabling stroke at age 47 and has required care ever since. And he's now probably in his 70s. So you just don't know. But by and large, people tend to think of needing long-term care in their retirement years and thereafter. So in terms of getting long-term care insurance, how do you, how do you accrue it? How do you get it? Do you get it through an employer? So say you're, you're working for somebody today um, or do you get it from an individual broker? How do you go about procuring this type of benefit? Well, uh, the answer to your question is yes and yes. Um, oh, that's okay. Some... Yes and yes. You can get it from an employer, but once you retire, you got to get it on your own. Well, and, and there, there are employer-sponsored plans that are available. 
Um, they have relatively limited benefits. Um, they're generally available without the need to prove that you're healthy. Um, and they are, in many cases, continuable post-retirement, albeit at premiums that may not be guaranteed long-term. So you're, you're accepting the fact that if you're paying premiums in retirement, you may have adjustments, probably upward adjustments in your costs over time. On the other hand, you can certainly buy individually issued long-term care insurance. It comes in several different types. We can go into that if you wish, but, um, but typically those require medical underwriting. You have to qualify for those benefits in order to get the policy based upon your medical history. And so let's, you brought up types and just for the audience and my sake, because I, I don't really understand this area of the benefits market. What are the different types and I, don't, and I also want to get into features, but let's talk about the types of long-term care that exists today. Okay. Well, long-term care insurance and individual long-term care insurance policy has been around now for quite a long time. I bought my policy and those for your mom, um, gosh, almost 30 years ago. So it's been around more than 30 years. These are individual policies. You pay a premium. And it delivers a benefit when and if you qualify for benefits by virtue of needing standby assistance. Um, but there are other forms of insurance as well. Um, there are life insurance policies that you can now buy that have what we'll call riders, to use the industry jargon, that allow you to access a portion of the death benefit on a monthly basis typically a percentage of the face amount of the policy, ranging between two and 4% typically, uh, to pull forward that money in the event you incur ex expenses for long-term care. Um, those policies tend to be life insurance oriented, so you need to buy a meaningful amount of life insurance to have a meaningful long-term care benefit. 4% of a, a $100,000 policy is $4,000 a month. That's not necessarily going to pay all the expenses that one may incur for long-term care. Um, on the other hand, to get a $20,000 a month benefit, you're going to have to buy, a, I guess that would be a $500,000 policy at 4%. So they tend to be life insurance oriented. Then there are policies that have minimal amounts of life insurance, typically an amount that would reimburse the, the owner of the policy all the premium ex premiums that were paid in, if in fact uh, you never use the long-term care benefits, would pay those out as a death benefit. So there is a recovery of the premiums. Um, and, and, but they provide robust long-term care benefits that can be individually designed to fit your needs. So we, we tend to focus more in these days, more on the latter two products than the first. Um, but uh, every case is different. Every one situation is different. So you just have to be aware that all, all those choices are available. Well, Dad, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about long-term care insurance and some of the benefits and features. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. 
This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Dad, thanks so, so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around segment number two this morning. Oh, thanks, Beth. Happy to be here again. And, and, and again, I mean, we only get 20, 25 minutes to break down a topic, so never enough time. This is a, a very nuanced piece of uh, nuanced benefits, so we're just covering the very high level. People should always do research. But Dad, let's talk about some of the benefits and features of these types of plans and, and or, or programs, I should say, these features. Let's talk about cost of living adjustments. That's something that we've heard about with Social Security, but it really plays it has an impact on long-term care benefit. Yeah, um, a, a long-term care policy can include a COLA, a cost of living adjustment. That what's offered by various carriers um, is generally some form of a, a either a simple or a compound interest rate growth rate over the life of the policy. So for example, you could buy a policy with a 3% annual growth rate, simple interest, which just means if you had a $10,000 monthly benefit in year one, it would be 10,300 in year two, 10,600 in year three, and so on and so forth. You could buy, buy a compounding interest policy where the either 3%, 5% typically we see in the market, um, where those where that $10,000 benefit is going to grow at a quicker rate because you're using compound interest. Um, typically, if you're using a 5% COA, for example, uh, that benefit over of $10,000 at the end of 14 plus years is going to be $20,000, and it's going to continue to grow. Um, so it's important to have a COA if you're a younger person with the expectation that you may not use these benefits until 20, 30, 40 years downstream, then you might wanna have a COLA. On the other hand, if you're making an age up here, but 65 or 70, the COLA may be less of interest to you because it's, it's period of compounding or it's period of growth is gonna be lessened by virtue of your current age. So, but that's a feature and it's an important feature if you want to keep current uh, with with the the rising cost, the ever-increasing cost of long-term care benefits. Yeah, I mean, it, um, it's... Yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I mean, that, that, I was just going to add to that, that these numbers regularly don't go down. They go they go up. The cost of medical care, the cost of having an attendant, uh, to, you know, the, you know, caregivers are by, by and large the, the least paid 
when they should be the most <laughs> the most paid people. I mean, they did they have a hard job and they get paid the least amount. So it, it's pretty important yeah. to know that those costs are going to go up. But anyway, I interrupted you. Policies, just to give it a real quick overview, these policies uh, provide coverage, the good policies provide coverage with, in any setting in which care is delivered. That can be at home, it can be in a nursing home, an assisted living facility, a community-based facility. Um, it could be in hospice care. Um, they deliver the benefits so long as you qualify to, to receive benefits. And qualification is uh, a lack of ability to perform at least two or more of the previously named uh, activities of daily living um, and submission of a plan of care. That is a plan of care uh, prescribed by your attending physician. And so once you submit those that information to the insurance company and it's removed, and if in fact it's approved, and I've never had a long-term care claim turned down, but when in fact they're approved, then you would begin to receive benefits. Benefits can be paid in one of two ways. There are reimbursement policies where you actually get reimbursed by the insurance company for the expenses you incur in any given month. Some are daily uh, computations, some are monthly computations. Uh, by and large, the monthly is probably a little more favorable because your expenses may not be uniform day to day. Um, on the other hand, so there are reimbursement benefits and there are indemnity benefits. Indemnity benefits are simply a flat payment that's paid out each month, whether you incur expenses or not, that money can be paid out. Uh, there are, however, caps on the amount of money that can be received under these policies on a tax-free basis. Generally, benefits received under long-term care policies are income tax-free, but there is a cap in place. And that cap today in this year is $420 a day, which I guess that translates into a little less than $13,000 a month. So if you're limited um, under your indemnity, under your reimbursement plan, you already have a prescribed cap. If your cap is higher than the actual incurred expenses, then anything, then you're only going to get reimbursed for actually incurred expenses. On the other hand, if you have an indemnity plan, and you receive more under the indemnity plan per month than actual expenses incurred, then that excess can be considered income taxable at ordinary income tax rates. So you get the money, but you may have some incidence of taxation. Um, so those are just two different ways of handling it. Some companies provide indemnity benefits only, some provide reimbursement benefits, and some give you a choice. A choice, even a time of claim. And so uh, you... the marketplace is pretty fluid at this point. Yeah, I would say that's something you have to work out uh, with your insurance or your financial advisor. Dad, I, I wish we could talk about this for longer, but I have one more question. And, you know, America, like other societies, aging population, we have talked on this program and about how states, municipalities, federal government are trying to beef up the infrastructure. Is this an underappreciated benefit, knowing that we're all going to get older, we've got a lot of older people, is this an underappreciated benefit and what do we need to do to kind of elevate this, if it is, how do we elevate it so that more people, I'm not trying to drive sales for the insurance companies, but it's certainly something that you need to be thinking about. Well, I, I don't know if it's underappreciated so much as it's undercommunicated 
and or people may not realize um, the potential cost in retirement, for example, that could erode your asset base in retirement. Um, certainly, this doesn't happen to everyone. Um, you can read all kinds of statistics. I'm not sure that any statistics in and of themselves matter to you as an individual. Uh, it's kind of like applying the law of large numbers to an individual situation. But by and large, if you, if you determine that you're, you may potentially need a flow of funds coming in in retirement, then you ought to think about some of those funds being produced through long-term care insurance. It's really as simple as that. It's really a planning matter. Um, right now, I think the industry, is, by and large, has insured about 6%, I think might be a right number, a correct number, of, of eligible people who could buy this coverage. Uh, there are uh, states actively looking at instituting statewide plans. Uh, Oregon already, I think it's Oregon or Washington, uh, Oregon, I believe, already has a, a state-run plan in place. Um, I think New York and California are, are somewhat down the line in, in developing their own plans. These plans tend to be modest benefits, but there are some benefits. And everyone in, in, in the case of the uh, plan that's currently in place in is, uh, I think it's, I take it back, I think it's Washington, um, Washington State. Everyone uh, is who does not own or participate in a long-term care plan is required to pay in to a statewide fund, a flat percentage or, or flat rate per hundred of annual income in order to participate in the plan. So it's essentially, I'll call it a, a tax or a levy to create a fund that will create monies to pay for long-term care expenses up to a relatively modest level, but at least it's a plan in place. So you have those, um, those efforts, uh, but I think by and large, uh, people really need to look to themselves to figure out how best to handle this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be the uh, the main issue of our times because we've got an aging society. It's not just about saving for retirement. It's about saving for the things that we were talking about, the long-term care, the caregiving, taking care if you have some sort of disease or or liability, uh, disability. These are gonna be the, the, the really the issues of our society and others. Dad, we're gonna have to leave it there. Always great to talk to you. Give my best to everyone back in Baltimore. Go Orioles, I should say. Ravens were a little we're a little concerned about, but great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you again very soon. All right, Jeff. Hope it was helpful. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, Dad, thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Really appreciate you sharing your perspective. And that wraps up this episode of BRN AM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN Weekly. We'll be joined by Jane King to help break down markets. And then we'll be taking a look back at some of our best segments for the week. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity. 
to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.